Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, we got the one and only royalty on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Are you? Yeah, this is like a big opportunity for me, you know, to get out the streets. Hey, I like that. <laughs> so, for the record, Mark from Soft White Underbelly. Right. That's the, that's the homie right there. That is the homie. Mm-hmm. I never really thought of him as a homie, but yeah, I guess he is He's a homie. He's a really cool dude. Okay. Yes, he is. Uh, he, he sent me Sharp, um, who was like a pimp mm-hmm. previously. We did a podcast with him. Half a million views. People loved it. Right. You're our second Soft right. White Underbelly alumni. So, Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So for the people who haven't seen your uh, interviews with him so far, let's just sort of start from the beginning. Where are you from exactly, and uh, what was your were your childhood years okay. like? Um, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I was adopted when I was like five. Um, my adopted parents, they were kind of like, I, they took care of me. Mm. Like I had, I definitely wasn't like poor or anything, but they like lacked in the emotional Mm. Like, in the emotional parenting part, it was lacking very hard. And so. were you the only kid, or were you the only adopted kid in the house? No, there was there was three of us. Okay. There was actually like five in total, but they veered off. It didn't work out. But. That's kind of weird to me. Like, why would you adopt kids or a bunch of kids if you were going to not really be super involved? Then, well, my mom, she like she couldn't have kids. Right. Like, so I guess she was like, oh, I'm going to have some. Cause, and plus, they get a check. Oh, okay. They get money, so. They do. They okay. do. I thought people had to pay a lot of money to mm-hmm. adopt kids, no? They get a check until you're 18 years old. Oh, so did you ever get the vibe that that might have been, like, why they were doing this? Um, I mean, my mom loved me. Okay. She loves me, yeah. <laughs> but she just, I don't know. I guess it's like, I can understand. I wouldn't be able to connect with something that's, like, not that didn't come out of me like that. Like, I love you, but it's kind of like, you know. I think about that all the time because now I have my own nine-month-old. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think adopting a kid is, like, probably one of the most noble things that you could do. I mean, you're literally, like, taking a kid who presumably anything right. anything could happen to them. Who knows? They have no certainty towards what their life is going to be like. And then you're, you're taking on all that responsibility. I didn't even think about the fact that you could be getting paid for it. But I mean, <laughs> I think it's an extremely noble thing to do. But then at the same time, I mean, my kid looks like me. Right. So I ain't yeah. adopting a kid regardless right. of the fact that I think my it's... My mom, she was like Asian. Really? <laughs> she was like Asian with like three black kids. <laughs> but her her husband was black. And, like, it's weird because in the system, you can't really, like, they try not to, like, place them with families that aren't their same ethnic group. So they were like, oh, Asian mom, black dad, let's just give them some black kids, you know? Because mm. we had, like, a white girl, but they took her away. Do you know why? Because they were like, oh, culture differences. Did you think that there really were culture differences with no, the white kid? No, I loved her. Her name was Brooklyn. She was like, I was really sad. And aren't you just going to like, I mean, yeah, you are whatever race you are, but your culture, you don't really know what your culture is until you're, you get your culture from who you're raised by and where you're raised, right? right? I don't know. Right. Right. That's what I think. The, the system is like really, it's really rigged. 
Yeah, because I've seen like shit on Twitter too, where people are like, "Oh, white people who adopt little black kids from Ethiopia and shit are fucked up because they just want to have a cute little black." No, I'm like, they what the really fuck? have like the best lives. Because right. I had a foster mom. She was like white, and she had like ten cats, one big ass dog, and she was the best. Sometimes right. I wish I was adopted by her because she was lit. I feel like <laughs> yeah, I feel like bringing race into the adoption thing mm-hmm. like if you're adopting a kid i'm sure there's bad people who do it but it, to me it's a pretty heroic thing to do it's like right. you're doing something incredible for that kid and like yeah if you're from a different fucking culture like okay that might be sometimes mm-hmm. inconvenient who gives a fuck i, I mean know. i just feel like as long as you're like financially stable because sometimes they give like they put kids in homes with people who are like regular people who right. like still are struggling. So I'm like, why would you do that? Mm. I feel like they should be like, you know, above middle class at least have their shit together. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so lacking in emotional support at times you're upbringing, you would say, mm-hmm. but not full on abuse or how would I you? I mean, like when I was 12, my dad used to like beat my ass. Um, in a way that a wasn't lot, understandable at all. It was just totally... Yeah, it was, like, really weird. It was, like, hella weird. But that just lasted for, like... He made me eat, like, peanut butter jelly sandwiches for, like, a year straight. What like, the fuck? As punishment? Up. Yeah. Was it Because I was, like, failing math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes I worry about these people adopting kids because that's some weird-ass <laughs> shit. I wasn't right even failing math. I had, like, a C. Right. But it wasn't good enough. Right. He was like a Christian, like really big on that and like perfection. I'm freezing. Are you so really? I'm shivering. We can, uh, Riley, can we turn the AC down so it's not as cold? Sorry about that. It's okay. Or we can get you a hoodie too. I don't know if you're uh, married to that top. Um, <laughs> I, I could just give you my well, jacket. Can we do that? You want my jacket? Yeah, because I'm a little, wow, and I, look keep, at this. I keep shivering. What a fucking gentleman I am here. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Thank you. No doubt. Probably the classiest thing I've ever done in this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. End of an era. Um, okay. So. Oh, really warm. Okay, no more shivering. Was there a certain point where you, you know, became aware that you were adopted and, and did it slowly start to like change how you thought? Like, do you remember up to a certain no. point you thought you were their kid? I mean, kid? I always knew that I was like, because... I left my mom when I was about two, maybe three. And I went to go live with, cause my mom, she had me when she was 15. She was in foster care. And I went to the foster mother that raised her. I went to go live with her for a little bit. And then I just like kept going to homes and I finally got adopted when I was like seven. Mm. So I was well aware. Okay. They changed my last name in kindergarten and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, so fast forward to um, when you get a little bit older and you decided that you wanted to go off on your own. How did this happen? You had a boyfriend, right? I had a boyfriend. Um, hmm. Okay. Like how I started, like, hoeing or, yeah, or how just, I just started Just how things wild. started to go out of control at home that eventually led up to you leaving, I guess. Um, I feel like... Um, I just, I kind of did it to myself a little bit. Like Mm. when I think about it, I was like extremely rebellious against my mom. Like it started off small. I just wanted to like smoke weed with my friends and go outside and she would be like, no. And so I would just take it to another level, sneak out, you know, do little fuck shit. And Uh um, I just started running away. And it just like, it got longer and longer. Like the periods of times so that I would be gone to where it was like, all right, I'm just not going to come back. Right. So when you look back at it now, what do you feel like you were running away from? Did you feel like you were escaping anything in particular? Can you also tell them to shut up in there? Um, yeah. Um, I was just like really lost as a kid. Like um, I was just really lost. It was, I don't know. I have no explanation. I was just like really feeling through the world. I was like, had not, growing up with your real family can kind of like 
fuck up your mental. Mm. And it can kind of make you feel like, who am I, you know? Mm. So I was just out there trying to figure out who I was. And I kind of just, like, got ran through, like, just did fuck shit, got um, into drugs, you know. Even that young? Or that was I mean, a later thing? No, like, when I was, like, a teenager, I was just smoking weed and drinking. Mm. But after I started hoeing, like, when I was 18, um, I got addicted to Crystal for, like, a year. I just got clean in, like, April. Really? That's great to hear, because I was watching the interview where you were talking yeah. about that. And it was super <laughs> sad, yeah. Yeah, I just got clean in April. Right. Mm-hmm. When you look back at it now, do you feel like you were just looking for somebody to love you wholeheartedly? Like, do you feel like that you always had that hole in your heart that you just never felt like someone really 100% was there for you? Yeah, yeah. That and it was just like, I just really felt alone in the world. Like, it wasn't even like I was looking for anybody. It was like I accepted the fact that there was nobody out there for me. And it was just like, fuck everybody. Fuck what you got to say. Fuck how you feel. I do whatever the fuck I want. Period. Right. <laughs> you know? So That's just how I felt. You and this uh, guy that you were seeing or whatever, like, mm -hmm. how, how do you end up leaving Kansas City? Oh. Where do you go? What, what happens? Oh, well, I left Kansas City, like, because my adoptive parents, they got divorced. Oh, and so you weren't hoeing there? That no. happened after you left. No, I didn't start hoeing until I was 17. Okay. And um, so I was a normal kid all the way up until like 15. Then I met um, this guy. He was like 20 at the time. And um, I just started hanging out with him. He was like this Mexican like skater dude from San Diego. He used to watch your show all the time. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's how i know about your show <laughs> oh boy you used to watch your show all the time and um i was like hanging out with him for like two or three years like just living life smoking weed not doing shit and then we broke up mm -hmm. and then i had nowhere to go so it was like um why'd you guys break up i broke his bong piece oh man sounds like a no jumper <laughs> fan broke his bong piece and he was so upset like that morning and we were perfectly good like before it happened and he went in the bathroom I broke his bong piece he came out I was like I broke your bong piece he's like oh you bitch like pay for my shit I'm like oh man I don't know what to do like I'm 17 I don't have any like and it's not like he like claimed me as his girlfriend because it was like really weird he was like fighting himself because he was like in his 20s and I was like a kid and he was like he tried to like cover it up and say he's just helping me because I had like a troubled home mm. and that was like his but that lasted for two years so you think he was just kind of using that to sort of... I mean, he was, like, fucking on me, so I would say that. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, if it was really a good Samaritan thing, then you didn't have to, you know, but take like, it there. But, like, reminding a girl that she comes from a troubled past over and over as a way to sort of, like, have more control over her and have this little savior complex. I mean... Right. He would do that a lot, like, all the time. He'd mm. be like, I'm here. And we was, like, it's not even like he helped me because we were poor as fuck. Mm. It was just, like, a distraction. Better than going home, I guess, at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So then you guys break up. What do you do? I was walking, because um, this was in San Diego. I live, I grew up in San Diego. Okay. I was walking. I caught the trolley. I went downtown. And, um, okay, this guy, this, like, old guy, he was like, oh, you're cute. Do you want to make some money? And I was like, no, like, I'm not a prostitute. Had you ever even thought of it up to that point? I did, but I tried to stay away from it because it took me a while to, like, um, up until that point to be like, okay, I need to do this because I have no other option. Now, I mean, like, I fell in love with my job and it, like, empowers me because uh -huh. I do it. There's levels to this shit, you know? Right. But um, at the time, I was like, no, like a prostitute. I just thought of it as like a crackhead that's like 40 with no teeth <laughs> that like fucks for 40 and shit, you know, shit like that. There really are levels to the shit. I know? was like, no, that can't be me. 
<laughs> that just can't be me. That was just my, that's the society's mindset of a prostitute, you know? And I was like, it's just not for me. But he was like, you know, I'll, I'll give you some money. And I was like, I have nowhere to go. Like, I literally had nowhere to go. Mm. So I did my first date. Um, I think he gave me like $100. He gave me like a room for the night. Um, it was like five minutes. It was quick. It was fast. I used a condom my first time and every other time after that. But I just hear like stories where girls are like, I didn't know what to do at first. And I'm like, bitch, how do you not know? Like, this is a stranger. Wrap that shit up. Right. And um, I did that. And the next day I had like already spent the hundred dollars. On what? Cheez-Its? Shit like that. You know, I mean, I I was 17. So I was like, I think I bought like a fucking outfit and Mm. some food. Right. And I was like, well, shit, I need more. Because you want to sleep in a hotel room the next night, too, right? Right, right. And so I met this pregnant girl on the trolley. And she was like, um, she was like with these two guys. And um, she was a hoe. And she was like, you be hoeing? And I was like, you know, I'm trying to get into it, you know. And she was like, okay, well, I could show you. So she took me to the track there in in National City Uh in San Diego. I got down for the first time. And she showed me the ins and outs. She was like, you know, don't date any black guys. Um, I I can't believe the way you say that. Like, it's the most obvious fucking rule on earth. (laughs) It really is. When it I heard really you say is. that a couple of times, like I have a group chat that I'm in with uh, uh-huh. three, four black men that I'm friends with. And I uh-huh. thought about texting them about that. And then I was like, I don't feel like explaining. <laughs> no, because, yeah, they usually are like, oh, that's like, bitch, you're black. Like, why? Why not? But, but the, it's like, I just don't want to do business with you. But I'm you, cool. you, you said that they're just always on some trip and shit. Like, uh-huh. you said really like biracial lines like that and do you think it's because you're black that they feel like they could cut a while out on you more? yes oh. because i know a lot of white girls that are like bitch my biggest clientele is black guys mm. and i'm like i can't relate my biggest clientele is mexicans and white men right and asian men that's where it's at for me like i just don't fuck with it i just don't right Simply put, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're just like, you know, who gives a fuck? This is a black bitch. She's like equivalent to my sister or some shit. God damn. So you don't really care. That's why. But it doesn't really matter because I'm not, I'm not dating you anyways. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I feel it. But um, yeah, that's like a golden rule. Wow. It's like golden. I feel like I really should not or cannot comment on this, but it's pretty interesting. I mean, like. You know how black niggas be. You know they be they be on some fuck shit sometimes. Well, I would say that like <laughs> you know, in a lot of cities, mm-hmm. maybe a lot of the gangbangers are going to be black dudes, right? And so, like, I feel like maybe a lot of the gangbangers are the ones who might be the kind right. of ones you don't want to deal with as prostitutes. So mm-hmm. I guess I could see it from and that you'd be perspective. surprised. Like, the youngest guys be picking up pussy like it's crazy. Really? Like. 18 year olds have pulled up to me like well i've been on the track and they've been like wanting to date and i have like when i first started i would like the young mexican ones but now i don't now it's like 40 and up right that's the only type why of the young dudes are fucking weird too yeah i mean they're not real tricks like they just want to like fuck on you and they see you as like a like a thought box like a thought box what's that you know What's a thought box in that situation? Like, just a thought. Like, just a bitch who, like, likes to fuck. Prostitutes aren't, like, big on getting fucked. You want to get it over with. Yeah. I'm here for my money. Get like, your nut off and let's go. You know. And then nine times, like, in all cases, people, like, don't realize that. I know bitches that get paid just to talk. Right. You know. But how often does that happen? I mean, you got to find the right trick for that. Because now when you're doing the more high-end stuff, I Mm -hmm. feel like that's probably a lot more likely, right? Right. I mean, it all depends on your clientele. Like, if you're working on fig, then you're probably going to have to suck some dick. I know I've been on Figueroa (laughs) a lot, but I've never... I don't think I've been to the part where all this lit shit is going on at. It's in the 60s. It's like in the 60s and the 70s. Mm -hmm. I'd I'd be on 75th. 
I'd be right there. I mean, um, right now I've been like just trying to like work with my regulars and like play like um, the casinos and shit. Right. Um, but I still fuck with fake sometimes, you know, but it's just kind of like I kind of graduated from it. Right. Like when you were in San Diego, always be. working in that area or, or whatever, it's like the, the first one you described was kind of like he meets you. He gets you a hotel. He hangs out with you for a little while, and then you get to stay in the hotel. That sounds kind of nice, but then... Oh, that was, like, amateur. I -hmm. would never do that now. I mean, if I did, it would be like, yeah, you can have... You can give me the room. Right. But, like... I'm not going to be in your room. Right. Right. (laughs) I feel it. But so, okay, then... Once you're working on a certain track or whatever, is it, like... How many customers could you realistically have in a day? And is it taking place in their car for yeah, the most part? I mean, um, I really try to, like, do it in their car. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you go to their room, you can, like, really break them and, like, get more money. Mm. But you could do that in the car, too. Shit. I mean, ask about it. Right. And that's all you got to do. How do you get? Ask. How do you get more money out of them? You try to start you upselling ask. them? I mean, you ask. You just ask. Yeah. You'll never know if you don't ask. <laughs> This, you know? this shit has taught you a lot about the streets, huh? Yeah. How to manipulate people. And I wouldn't say manipulate. I just, I just, um, I mean, I'm a female. Mm-hmm. And I know men and like, I know what you're here for. So you know why you're here. But when you, you started, know? you were a little girl, realistically. Right, yeah. Although you did grow mm-hmm. fast, I suppose. Yeah, I was definitely really like, when I look back, I was like very little in my mindset. I was like still a child all the way, a hundred percent. I didn't have no business. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what kept you? You you left San Diego at some point, came to LA, right? Oh yeah, I came to LA. I was still seventeen, and um, I had actually met this pimp. I met this pimp. Um, I met him in San Diego. He like. Um, I mean, he wasn't really a pimp, but he was, he was like, I met a lot of these when I was younger. I would tell them that I was a hoe and they would be like, I can help you just so they could like get my money, mm. you know, but they weren't really pimps, you know. What's a real pimp actually doing though? Um, he makes you better, you know, like, um, I have like, say if the girl, when she meets the guy and she's like on drugs and shit and he gets her clean and like, you know, she's making money the right way and she's elevating in her life. You got to look past the fact that he's taking her money because he's like literally got her off drugs. He's managing her life. People like barely realize that prostitutes suck at managing our lives. Like we literally suck ass. Mm. It just doesn't, it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. What is the main things that <laughs> makes it like that, though? I was watching a video of a, a stripper talking about how she was stripping, making so much money for all these years, and she's like, I didn't save any of it because mm-hmm. once you're in that lifestyle, you just burn through it. Right. I mean, it's like because we just see it as we're the product, and the money is always going to be there. Like, why save it? I'll make money tomorrow. Right. And, you know, like, I guess pimps don't think like that. They're like, no, bitch. We need to save this because what if you don't make money tomorrow mm. or what if some shit happens or, you know, and then you got to invest into shit. The point, like you start on the streets, the streets is the sandbox, but the point is to elevate. You're not supposed to be a street walker forever. Right. Cause that's got to be the most dangerous in terms of getting right. caught up and then also going to the, jail, Yeah, almost getting murdered, yeah, exactly. all types of shit, yeah, getting there's, raped. There, there's no uh, vetting process. There's no way to At figure all. out who this guy is. Is this <laughs> right. guy a serial killer? I don't know. Yeah. Right. I'm just hopping in yeah. for this hundred bucks. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, to me and probably to a lot of people, it's a little shocking how, smooth a process you make it sound like it doesn't sound that traumatic it doesn't sound like it was that much of a struggle for you to just do it it's really not if you like i mean i totally understand why some girls are like um i'm cool with my nine to five and i applaud them but um i you know i never had a nine to five this was my first job right so i'm used to it it's what i do it's what i love so but you love it love is a strong word i love the lifestyle right 
But what parts of the lifestyle? Because like hanging out by a dirty ass truck stop, fucking um, random ass guys who no, have God knows no. what. I mean, I know that's not what you're doing now. I but. would say like, um, like because um, you know, like when you see a prostitute on the corner, you think like, oh, it's just her there. Nine times out of ten, she has like wifeys like working with her, mm-hmm. like, and she has like folks. You know, and they're a family together, and they're out here in these streets together. Right. That's the lifestyle. So it's not as isolated as we right. might think, or as dangerous as we might think. Yeah, if you have, you know, folks in the family. Right. But if you're a renegade, I mean, it can be sad, but you'll get it together. Right. Okay. So this pimp takes you to L.A. at some point. Yeah, this guy. You know, he was like claiming to be the pimpin. Um, he said that he was going to show me, um, you know, whatever. Um, and so I was like, okay, you know, I'm young, so I don't really know much. And he was like, it's all right. I got you, you know. So we came out here. Um, I told him to take me to Hollywood Boulevard because I didn't know where to go. So mm-hmm. I went to Hollywood Boulevard and I, I caught a date, actually. I caught like a couple dates on Hollywood Boulevard, just walking down the street and they just pulled up and, um, yeah, but I was working Hollywood Boulevard when I first got here, and then I left him because he, like, did some weird shit. And I met somebody else, and he was like, he took me to Fig, and then I discovered Fig. What's it like working on, like, a non-primary outlet, like Hollywood Boulevard, where I assume there's yeah. some prostitutes, well, but not a ton? Well, I do that now. Okay. I do that now. Now I work on, like, random streets, like, sometimes, um, because... It's just better that way. I don't know. It just is. Like, there's less no, police presence. Right. I mean, they're never going to guess that you're like a hooker. Right. <laughs> but then at the same time, you are walking by a ton of dudes who are not looking for a prostitute. I mean, um, you you just got to use your eyes. Mm. You know, like, we it, catch it's a lot dates. Of eye contact, yeah, huh? we catch dates with our eyes. It's about like, um, like in the game, people always say it's about the hook and not the look. Because mm. there's like ugly girls, like super. Like you'd be like, bitch, stop playing. You know you're not getting no money. But they really are because something that they're doing to hook that trick in is making them really like them. I don't know. Mm. It's all a fantasy, you know. It's a lot of personality, a lot of personal right. skills, basically. Right. If you don't have a personality, you're not going to make any money. Right. <laughs> So then once you start, uh, once you make your, your way to fig, uh, yeah. how many, but how many, how many are you doing in a night? I guess is one of my big questions. I don't have a specific answer. Ten? I mean, yeah, 10, if they're like at a hundred dollars, you can make a thousand. But if you like do good on those dates and you get maybe 200, maybe 140 here, 160 here, maybe right. you just use seven condoms that night. I don't know. Or sometimes you could get the whole shit off one. Seven condoms? So you're, you're acknowledging that you might not wear a condom half the time? No. Oh. I wear condoms okay. every single time. Every single time? Because I've got a ton of dudes time. that are just ripping that thing off. Every single time. Okay. Blow job, hand job, sex. Hand job, condoms. Hand job, condoms. Wow. <laughs> because it's like, you know... I'm a professional. Mm. I'm not your girlfriend. I'm not your wife. Like, why would you come here expecting some bare shit? Mm. Like, mm-mm. <laughs> the whole thing, though, is that it's like you don't have any way to sort of figure out what kind of client you're dealing with. So the guys who want to fuck a girl right. and rip the condom off at the last second and give her HIV, put a baby in her, whatever kind of scandalous ass shit they might be dreaming up, you're just right. kind of at risk of it. Yeah. If, they, if they decide they want to beat your ass... It's yeah. just gonna happen, right? I mean, yeah, I've I've definitely I've almost gotten killed before. Yeah. So um I can relate to that. But I've never had anybody like rip it off. Right. Um I usually like hold the condom, like with my own hands. Oh, that's smart. Like they put it on and um I like hold it. I hold it down. That's pretty cool. <laughs> they kinda get mad sometimes, but it's like I gotta make sure it's there, babe. Right. Mm-hmm. But so during all this, are you staying in hotels for the most part? or? Uh, no, I have an apartment. Oh, okay. I have an apartment. I was staying in hotels like 
last year I was like in rooms and shit, but I had to go to the next level. It's little levels at a time. Right. And plus it's easier to chop up like when you have an apartment because you don't have to pay room fees every day. You just oh, yeah. got to pay rent. Yeah, the hotel fees are going to kill you. It's going to mm-hmm. totally fuck up every your bottom day. line. Yeah. Yeah. That shit can be hella depressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, you're giving up a large percentage of the money that you made off your gash that night by just getting spots. It really sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. <laughs> I believe it, dude. That used to be my least favorite thing when we'd be like on road trips and shit. It was just wasting so much money on hotels. I'm like, right. this, this ship should be free. Or it really should. Let me sleep on the ground. It, yeah, somewhere. it should be like 50 bucks minimum because it's mm. like you're giving me a bed and a shower. Like, come on now. Right. Yeah, that's how I feel That's too. a basic human necessity. Yeah, just hook me up. <laughs> right. Pieces of shit. <laughs> All right, so how do you start kind of elevating? Because it's like hmm. we, we see such different versions of you in your two soft white underbelly interviews because you're like street walking in the first one and then you're <laughs> you're wearing your fucking Versace looking ass dress. I don't know if it was actually Versace, but it's like, you know. You, it wasn't. It, it was wasn't. from the Slauson, but it was still bomb. Hey, Slauson Versace is okay. still Versace. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> But then you're, you're, you're giving off a very different vibe and like you looked like way prettier. Your hair looks nice. I'm yeah. like, wow, she's like really presenting herself. She looks like one of the fly chicks that you mm-hmm. see walking around in Vegas at the casinos. Yeah. The first video I was like, that was like my spiral. I was like still, still like heavy on the drugs. Mm. Um, yeah. Those drugs, man, they like really had a hold of me for a second. Oh yeah. It was like super weird. But did it make, like, what 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 was selling pussy like when you're on Crystal? Like, was it, did at it make first, it easier? At first, like my first time I did it, it was on my 18th birthday. Oh wow! And um, I made eighteen thousand, eighteen hundred. Oh wow! I'm sorry. I know. And, I was like, um, what the fuck? Kind of yeah, night like, was that? bitch, you was lit. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you met a baller, huh? No, I made eighteen hundred, and um, I just stayed up all night. And I made it happen. And um, what I liked about it was like, I was so happy. Mm. Like I was so lit. Like it was just so easy to do the job. I was still really young and I still didn't know much about the game. Mm -hmm. So I didn't realize like, bitch, just be yourself and you know, you'll make money like that. But I was, it kind of just like pushed my personality out. Right. And it was just easier for me to work. But then it started to get like, it wasn't the same anymore. Um, you know, I was getting skinny as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like I lost hella weight. You were already skinny as shit in that interview, but it probably just kept getting worse. <laughs> yeah, I lost hella weight. Like I really used to be really thickums, but really, you know, I'll get it back. It's all good. Yeah, it's coming back. Hometown buffet. <sighs> Shortly. I mean, it takes time. You know, that shit, it makes me so mad because, like, it's harder to gain weight because, like, it, like, emaciates. You got to, like, gain muscle back. Mm. How bad did it get addiction-wise? Like, um, I was lying to my loved ones. I was, like, getting high on my dates Mm. and then going back, like, home around, like, my family and shit, like, hi. But I wouldn't tell, like, my addiction, it was, like, trying to keep it as secret as possible. Right. Like, I would, like, sneak out, go to my next-door neighbor's house, get high, and come back, act like nothing happened. Mm. And which that made it, like, worse, because it was, like, I'm literally, like, <sighs> trying to keep this inside, and I'm really high as fuck. So it was hard. I always tell the story on here, but there was a girl that I dated back in the day for a few months. And then I realized at one point that she was fucking on meth the whole time. Wow. And I didn't know because I was kind of <laughs> like crazy. just not no. aware. It's terrible. And then she got me to do it uh, one night. What? So I fucking rode that dragon for a night or two. And that was pretty wild. <laughs> rode that dragon. I mean, I'm just trying to think of oh what to compare it to. It was insane. Yeah. It's, it wasn't. It's, it's insane. insane dra- and I've done a ton of coke in my life. Other pills, Molly. I wouldn't recommend it. That's that's the devil right there. It it literally is. That shit gnarly. Because it lasts a long ass time. For no fucking reason. Like it's like And the come down I had from it was the worst. Oh my god. I'm killing everybody. Don't ask me shit. I I really thought I wanted my life to be over. Don't ask me shit about nothing at all. 
<laughs> yeah. So what had to happen for you to decide you finally wanted to get clean? And what was the process like? Um, like everybody around me was like, damn, bitch, like you're spiraling bad. Mm. You lost weight. Um, you're mad all the time. You're like literally not the same person anymore. I mean, at least you had some people around to tell you. Yeah, but it was like a really important person. Mm. Like, I don't care about people. I mean, I do care about people, but like just growing up the way that I did, it just made me not as like, I don't know. I have a very select few of people that I like care about. Like, I really give a fuck about how they feel. Like, it's like one or two people Mm. in like this whole world. And it was one of the one or two people. And I was like, oh, shit. I need to get my shit together, you know, because they were like, you're not the same person. And I was like, I don't want to change. But it's like, it's a lot easier to say you don't want to do it than to actually stop. How hard was that process? I mean, um, it's like, it's you really just, it's not that hard. You just have to literally be like, I'm not going to do it. Cause there's been times where I was like in recovery and I would like go on a date and he would like be high as fuck. And I would know he would be high and I would still be like, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't get high anymore. It's just like, I just didn't want to do it. You have to be tired of doing it. Hmm. You have to be like, I'm tired of getting high. I'm tired of running around in circles on this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, okay. How do, but how do you end up in Vegas and sort of, you know, is it just like you make more money? Oh. So then eventually you just decide that you know, you can, you know, take a little bit more time to try to figure out different stuff instead of just doing the same streets that you had been doing. Um, I mean, I went to Vegas, um, the first time, like a couple months ago. Um, it's just, I mean, it's part of, like, every hoe's, like, elevation. Every hoe goes to Vegas after she's, you know, after she knows how to, like, really chop up on the track. Um, she goes to Vegas. She learns how to, like, um, use her mouthpiece more. Mm-hmm. Catching a date without being naked. Catching a date without um, being, like, somewhere where they're looking to go buy pussy. Damn, so you were damn near <laughs> naked when you were walking around Fig and shit? Yeah, I mean, you never been on Fig? We be naked. I've seen videos, and I used to live in uh, Koreatown, and I would see, you know, I would see a van pull up and drop off like eight black chicks. I'm dead. And they're damn near <laughs> naked in my neighborhood. And my neighborhood was like, I'm no, dead. it was all Asian people and shit. And they would just drop no. off a van full of girls outside the 7 Eleven, and I would see it sometimes just like, that like, was a that was a real stable. Oh, he yeah. was not playing. He had a van. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Um, yeah, we be naked. Like, it didn't. I guess it didn't used to be like that. Like back in the day, like right. the OG days. I guess the hoes they used to be really classy, fur mm. coats, you know, conservative. But it's like watered down. You know, there'd be like gangbangers who want to be pimps and then they get girls and then they make the girls like gangbanging hoes and then they're just ratchet. And then, um, you know, like they didn't have no game. Like game is really important Mm. in my game right? to have it, to make money. It's like super important. It goes past like, bitch, can, if you can suck dick, that's cool. But if you have game, that's way better. Like it's way better. Right. And, you know, the gang banging bitches and niggas, they didn't have no game. So they just put their bitches out butt ass naked. But not butt naked, but like wearing dresses that no, are damn like near butt naked. Ass but naked. They, they do really naked too. No, like G strings. Right. I mean, you know, they're not, I mean, they're, they have something on, but they're naked. And I, I guess it just spread through, like, not everybody does it. Yeah, because I remember being in Argentina maybe, like, six, seven years ago, and, every like, there were naked chicks on the track out there, and we thought it was insane, and we had never heard of that in America. And now they were naked, I, or they were just, yeah, they're like, like butt naked, pretty much. Oh. And we thought that was insane. And then when I think about that, that I think that's kind of really got a lot more popular out here, huh? Yeah, like, um, they look like strippers, like, you know? How much shit are you dealing with from the police do they just see you and keep driving or they bother you every day or when I you're mean, doing that kind of stuff fake, on the street yeah you'd be surprised like if the cop likes the way that you look um and they're not biased they're probably just gonna wave 
and smile at you and keep driving. But if they're vice, you know, they're going to be mad. And so the vice squad up. is a separate group of the police that are concerned with this crime? Yeah, that's okay. the only one that we need to worry is about. Is that it's, all they do or they just do, what else do they do? No, the vice is like specifically for prostitutes. Oh, okay. Like they're big mad. It's really for like the minors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, The minors like fuck us up. They fuck the whole game up. Really? That's why I'd be feeling bad that I started as a minor because they just fucked the whole game up. But do you see like really young girls out there? Yeah. Like I met like a 14 year old one time. Oh my God. Yeah. She went home. Like, yeah. That's terrible. That's so sad. Yeah. I seen her again out there and I was like, well, shit. I mean, I led you home. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Just that young man. But that's know. what she. That's what she wants. I mean, some like people. I know it's hard to like understand, but some little girls really want to go out there and sell pussy. I'm not lying. Like, yeah, I'm <laughs> some sure of they them want really to. Do. It's unfortunate there are so many consumers for it. I know. <laughs> uh, I know. But then again, I mean, uh, you could kind of think that like some of these guys probably don't even think. They know. They know. Because when I was young, um, I mean, I get this now. Like, I just feel like if you ask a girl how old she is, like, while you're in the middle of a date, you're probably a pedophile. Right. Because why are you asking her how old she is while she's doing, like, a sexual act? You know, I be telling them that I'm 19 and they'll be like, you sure you're not, like, 16, 17? Mm -hmm. And when I wear no makeup, I make the most money really yeah wow and i have like a really baby face that's interesting <laughs> damn so that's that's got to be like one of the biggest fetishes huh oh yeah wow. i mean you already know that shit i guess like but you don't really know because i mean it's like it's not like there's a child porn section on right. Pornhub, but I bet if there was, <laughs> that it would be the most popular section I which mean, is like that right. really tells you all you need to know i mean teen is like you know, that's like the biggest. I mean, there's obviously right. no team. The barely porn. legal shit is right. so popular mm-hmm. that I mean that that tells you all you need to know. Exactly, yeah. they they like that shit. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, I've, I I am. Um, that's the only reason why there really is vice mm. to protect the little girls. But um, they begin on us, and it's like we're adults. And we're just out here trying to get a bag, you know. So it's pretty unlikely. You don't consider it really much of a possibility that you could get arrested on a given night? No. though. I mean, the last time I got arrested was like a couple months ago. I like got in the car with the chick. Um, and he was about to give me the money. And then they pulled up. And um, I was like, oh, shit. Well... I'm going to get out. I got out the car because one time I was on a date and they pulled up and I just got out the car and they let me go. But Mm. they were like, no, like you need to put your hands behind your back. They searched his car. He had like a whole AK in there. Oh, you cannot be picking up ass. But they (laughs) started speaking Spanish. They started speaking Spanish and they let him go. They let him go with the AK. With the AK. Oh, my God. The LAPD. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. But they picked you up. Yeah, they took me to jail that night. <laughs> and then do you have to pay a ticket or deal with anything or is it just No, they're literally petty as fuck. It's like a sign out. It's a it's a automatic release. You wait, like you go in there, um, we had to wait and they had like they like to pick up like at least like ten prostitutes mm. so they can get a really good bus. So they can get they um they taxpayers money. All at once. You know scoop up a bunch right, of Right. Get them. I guess they got to do it because otherwise, if there were no arrests for prostitution in a certain area, then it's going to be like, you guys aren't doing your job. We see all these they people here. To, you have right. to arrest some of them, even mm-hmm. though obviously this problem is just never going to go away. Right. That's yeah. They literally have to make arrests. Like, it's on their check mark list. So we wait. Um, we usually have to wait until like 12, 1 in the morning. And then they release us. Which is, like, so weird because it's, like, if you guys really cared about the well-being of us, then why would you release us at 2 a.m.? Where there's still plenty of money. Where we're probably naked (laughs) from being out on the trek. (laughs) Oh, so they pick you up and you're naked and they let you out and you're still basically Mm -hmm. naked. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That is weird as as a police officer to, like, 
let a naked person leave your right. police station, given that nudity is also not legal. Right. Let me ask you this. How did, how did you end up on Soft White Underbelly, and how has your life changed since you got that level of notoriety? Um, I got on Soft White Underbelly um, from, I just, um, I was referred to it. Because my story was like, you know, I mean, on his channel, it's like, you know, pretty depressing in a good way, though. But he's got like some crazy shit on there, mm. you know, all of the gritty shit. And I guess mine was like my story was like compatible with his. Um, with his channel, so I went on there. The first one, it didn't really do much, but the second one did. Um, and then that's when I decided to start my OnlyFans, which is Royalty Supreme. Oh, okay. See. I didn't even know that was yes. coming. Yeah. <laughs> to start my OnlyFans, and I started my Instagram, which is 304, and I started my business, which is my online business, which is 304, too. 304 is your brand name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's it means ho. What, that, Upside that, down on, on the calculator. On, right, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I knew it had to be something. I was going to say, is that like the text way of entering it? No, okay. Um, yeah, so like was that, I'm sure you had a lot of people reaching out to you, didn't know that you were in this line of work? Um, I really just got recognition from like people in my lifestyle. Mm. Like the girls, the pimps, they were all like, oh, you know, like she's a cool hoe, you know. But I didn't get much like notoriety from like regular people. I mean, I did for like the tricks that watch his show. Mm. You know, I got like some people on my OnlyFans from that and my Instagram. But um, yeah. What are your dreams in terms of your life in general? Like, do you want to? fully leave the shit behind like if your only fans were to take off and you were to make mm -hmm. you know even a couple thousand bucks a month would you just be like fuck it i'm not doing this shit anymore i mean yeah like yeah i'm definitely ready for the new chapter of my life like um i'm like i've been home for three years now and this shit like by the time a girl is 21 in this game she's old right like she's like ancient damn near <laughs> it takes a big toll on you. It does. Explain it does. that though. Like, what? What do you feel like? It's mostly mental. I feel like I'm 30. Like, mm -hmm. um, just like all the physical activity I've done, all of like the traumatic shit. Like some of the shit that I've seen is like I'm so used to it now. But to the normal person, I would definitely say like prostitutes go through traumatic shit every day. Like just weird shit. Mm. that normal people don't see and it's like we're desensitized to it but that shit it takes a toll on you after a while you know like just the street part mm. I'm, I'm i'm ready to like elevate from that you know i'm always gonna remember where i came from and you know i i always gonna remember that i started off as a street walker mm. but. but like a lot of girls probably think about the idea of a random guy putting their dick in them for money and it's like the mm -hmm. you know it's like a horrible idea like it just right. sounds traumatizing mm -hmm. off rip you don't seem like you really look down on it the way that a lot of people in society might huh? i mean that's how i mean i'm not gonna lie like when when i wasn't a prostitute i had that same idea so I, I don't even get mad when they be like that because i'm like you've never caught a date before so i'm not even gonna like you don't even know what it feels like to be like a an ATM. Mm. You like literally look past that. Like it's so weird. It's like you look past it. Your brain shuts down when you're on the actual date. It's like. But is that a good thing? That the way that you make money, you basically have to completely desocialize. I mean, no, you don't have to desocialize. Like, I don't know. It's just like. We just don't think about it that way. We don't think about like, oh, I'm like, I don't like when I go on a date, I don't like see it as I'm like really fucking this guy. Like right. I'm really getting it in with him. I'm like, no, I'm going on a date. I'm, I'm about to get this money, you know. Um, you never had a sexual experience you enjoyed from all this? Yeah, like with someone who's not a trick. <laughs> right, that. But if you have you, they have nothing to do with like my job. But you never, at all. Ha you never enjoyed it when you're sleeping with a guy for money. 
Does that never even I mean, enter your brain, really? No. No. Mm-mm. Do you still no. feel like you can enjoy sex with other guys? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. That's good, because I feel like that might go away at some point, or at least that's what I'd be worried about. I do, about. yeah. I mean, it's literally like, it's like going into the office. Mm. Like, it's literally like, it's 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 two different things, having sex with, like, you know, your man or whoever, and having sex with a client. Right. You're like, you know, doing your job. It's just like... It's hard to explain, but have you had a man? It's not the same. Have you had men in your life that were your man that were actually understanding about your job, or do they usually? I assume most of the guys you end up dating are probably also sort of involved in this line of work. Um, as pimps or as sure people close <laughs> to it, close to the game. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't I can't be with no square, <laughs> but um. Yeah, um, I'm just going to answer the first one. I'm going to go into that one. Right. Um, the times that I have been with, like, squares, um, they just, it's just not meant to be. Like, mm. they just see you as, like, um, they kind of see it as a hustle too much. Mm. And it's like, we see our job as a hustle, but it really comes together with the lifestyle, like, if you're making the money, but you don't have the lifestyle part, then it's kind of like, oh, shit. My titty popped out. Sorry. Censor. <laughs> censor. Keep that in mind. I'm sorry. Um, if you don't have, like, two two of them together, then it's kind of like, it's square. Now you're a square, like, living somebody's lifestyle. But, okay. In terms mm-hmm. of being a square, let's say that somebody offered you a job tomorrow and you could make i'm trying to pick pick a good number you could make fifteen hundred dollars a week at this job does that you're cool cool. you'd rather be in the hustle even if it was enough money that you could have in it you could have your own apartment you could have your own little life you could get a boyfriend you could you know not be involved in all this bullshit Mm -mm. um no I mean, it's only they're because, laughing with you, not at you. Don't it's girls. It's only because it's only because it's. I mean, it depends. I mean, no, I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. But I'm what so. Is it? You I'm love so the, the hustle. I love a hustle, man. Mm. I mean, it's not only that. It's just like people in the game. We think outside the box. We just do not have time for the norms like at all we don't do the norms that nine to five shit you give me a paycheck fuck that shit Mm -mm. Mm. no i need new money every day right type shit yeah i'm kind of even feeling like if you were killing an only fans the fact that you get paid once a month would still not really be i would still be like (laughs) i need to go um make some money moves right Cause like I know all girls who make a lot of money on OnlyFans and they'll yeah. still go strip for like it's way less. It's just in less, you. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You never thought about doing stripping or anything like that? No, I have. Oh. I was in stripping classes, but I just um I got a little distracted. But I'm gonna go back. Right. But I don't want to go to the strip club if I don't know how to dance dance. Mm. Cause I noticed that the girls that make the most, they dance like they can actually mm. dance on the pole, and they have a mouthpiece. Yeah, there's always certain girls in the strip club that are like hotter than everyone else, more like able to do physically more stuff. I've seen girls doing crazy pull ups and shit, and I'm like, oh, fuck, they're like really working out before they go to work, I guess. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I went to one strip club one time in Atlanta, and I'm a female, but I'm pretty sure it's the same for men. And the girls around, they were like all twerking, and they had big booties too. And I was like, okay, y'all look good. But there was like this skinny girl on the pole and she was dancing and looking real beautiful. And all of the energy was gravitated towards her. Mm. And I don't know what it is, but it just works better if you know how to work that pole. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. Do you think that prostitution should be legalized? Of course, it mm. needs to be. I mean, there's no fucking point. If you legalize it, you know, um, the girls, they could get tested. It should be like mando, mm. like mandatory for them to get tested. They, we should have like 
laminated cards and shit saying that we're sex workers. Um, they should have brothels. Yeah. To make it makes it way much safer. Take the kids out of it. Right. Would be like one of the main benefits, right. I think. Take, could, take a lot mm-hmm. of the violence and danger out of it. Right. Make tax money. You can tax the fucking mm-hmm. prostitution money all of a sudden. That's that would be huge. Yeah, because yeah, like um I've been to Amsterdam and uh-huh. uh it's like in the red light district, it's just all these little booths and like it's just girls yeah. just sit, sitting there they'll try to seduce you get you try to talk to you a little mm-hmm. bit and then they got like a little bed in back i didn't actually take part but my friends told me all about it they got a little bed in back okay you go in there <laughs> there's a fucking camera in the corner so if the guy starts oh, beating shit. the shit out of you then there's security that'll rush I in love that. i mean it felt like about the best system that you could have designed for this right. in terms of keeping the girls safe mm-hmm. keeping the guy safe too i mean keeping the, the society guy could get robbed safe. but who knows you, you know. know right that too it, it makes it so that yeah you have a part of the city where this is going on and some people might not want to go mm-hmm. there but you can just not go there but it's not like right. random parts of the city just becoming crazy as mm-hmm. you know right it's like that's why i really don't understand that's why i feel like them having prostitution illegal is like for like a bigger like reason like egotistical mm. from the government i don't i don't fucking know but it's like if you wanted the kids out of it just legalize it yeah like be like you know it's that simple because then it wouldn't be on the streets and then the little girls can't go to the streets and try to make some money real quick mm. they got to go to the brothel and Fill out a right and, and fill it out it, and, it is yeah. weird though too because then there's still going to be people who want to pay kids to have sex with them so it's like where where does that go i don't know i mean that's but just it, fucking humans for you i yeah. don't know what you want i don't know yeah. shit you're never going to be able to take care of the problem 100 percent in terms of like the bad sides of it mm-hmm. but at least it would be a big step in the right direction you know right you know weed out all them bullshit ass tricks get the real ones coming in mm. you know Fuck that shit. Have you ever thought about becoming like a YouTuber or anything like that? Um, I have, but I, I'm actually, I feel like I'm pretty boring. No. So I'm Trust just me. like, what would I talk about? <laughs> I know a lot of boring girls making YouTube videos. <laughs> They're a lot more boring than you are. I just wouldn't know what to talk about. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, hey, this is your third interview, right? Right. I mean. Right. I, I But I keep seeing you get better on camera. I felt like your first one I watched was pretty bad. And then the second one was oh better. God, and then was I so feel like bad. you're way better right now than any of them I saw. I was like, oh, she's like, she keeps getting better on camera. Thank you. It is a big step, though, to like set up the camera yourself in your room. But I mean, you can do mm-hmm. it on your iPhone. Fucking sit there and talk on your phone, make 50 videos before you put right. one out. You I mean, know? I do have a YouTube channel already. Um, I have one already. My manager, he has it like set up. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's called like beautifully scarred or something that was supposed to be like a project. Um, I wanted to do like this Jocelyn's cabaret thing, but like I wanted all the girls to be like real hookers, Mm. like real hookers, real bitches that have been down on the track and to get them in the house and to like, you know, give them some something special, you know, at the end for a little prize. That could be cool. But that was just an idea. I don't know. It didn't. I mean, I still have to work on it. Obviously, it's just an idea. Right. Yeah. Do you have any big uh, goals or like things that you want to accomplish over the course of you know the next few years or like what what is it that you want to you want to try to? I feel like you have to be trying to channel what you're doing now into something else. There has to be like a next step at a certain point, right? Yeah. Um. I'm basically just trying to like sell myself like it's just in a different way now mm. um instead of like literally selling my body I'm just gonna be selling my your thoughts your yeah, personality my personality yeah. fuck with me <laughs> you know and I'm, I'm I really have a brand too mm. like my 304 store it's really like I have a um a like a part on the site where you can like um it's like um like um an xxx version of the site okay and um i'ma have people like i'ma have like girls with like package deals like videos pictures like real hoes though Mm -hmm. because everybody loves hoes i love that you feel such solidarity with your people (laughs) yes real hoes 
and um, they can they can make money. I mean, I'm gonna make money, but they can make money too off of a bigger platform. Right. You know, have the trick go up there, pick which girl he wants. It's like a virtual crush. Right. You know, pick which one you want. And then I was going to have, like, clothes on there, um, shit that just has to do with the game, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. How's your sister doing? Um, which one? I don't know. Just in my notes, it says your sister hoeing. <laughs> my notes. Your sister hoeing is one of the things I wrote down. Oh, my sister hoeing. I actually haven't talked to that sister in a minute because she disrespected um, me and um, something that I stand on tallly like in this game i take it really seriously because it's like literally who i am it's not who i am but it like is mm. like i don't know uh, like a lot of girls might come into an interview like this with kind of a victim mentality and acting like they nah. had something wrong mm-hmm. done to them and they're just trying to get out of it is it is kind of odd talking to you because you feel like you do have a sincere appreciation for it and kind of like the culture of it right like I'm not gonna lie, like I've I've been raped in this game. I've almost died in this game. I've ran across terrible ass pimps in this game. I've ran across weird ass bitches in this game. Mm. But I wouldn't trade it in for anything. I wouldn't do I wouldn't do anything different. It's a stepping stone. It's a chance for the mm. people that just had a really fucked up life. Like just it they just fucked it up. It's another, it's a chance, you know. Right. It's a chance to do something because it's money, you know. You can do shit with money. Right. But you just got to do the right thing. But, you know, money is good, but life's all about enjoying your life at the end of the day. Right. That's just what I worry about with you is I want to make sure that there's a future that you can imagine in which you are happy and safe. And I think you need to, like, wrap your head around the fact that you deserve that at some point. Of course. Do you feel like you love yourself? Yeah, yeah. You're still you're kind of looking around <laughs> a little bit, like you're you're not 100 sure. I feel like I feel like I love other people around me more than I love myself. Mm. Sometimes um, I feel like sometimes I tell myself like I need to do this for this person, or I need to do this for this person. I need to do this to keep this together. Mm. Um, I feel like that's what keeps me going more because. I don't know. I personally, I, um, I don't like, I'm like a really low optimistic person naturally. Like, so. Pessimistic. Pessimistic? What does that mean? Just not optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I mean. Okay. Just giving you the word so you got it on deck. Okay. Non-peptimistic. Pess. Pessimist. Okay. Let's just not. Yeah, all right. Not let's optimistic. Just not, <laughs> let's just not. Sorry. Um, but thank it. you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not. And um, the people around me, they um, motivate me to do that. Mm. Like when I was alone, like a couple of months ago, I noticed like when I was more alone into myself, that's when I was like more into my drug mind state, like, mm. you know, into my... Um, what's that thing that they tell you in school that I can, I can't mind state. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of. You don't. You got to stay away from the drugs. Yeah. That's one thing I'm very concerned about because I, I, you know, I get that you are not, you know, desperately trying to stop selling pussy, Mm -hmm. whatever. That's, you know, that's your choice. No, I mean, I mean, I am, but I mean, I am, I want to elevate. I really do. I want to like be, way bigger than I am now, right. you know? I wouldn't say that I want to, like, you know, but I accept it, and I'm not going to be, like, ashamed of what I do or make it seem like it's terrible or make other girls that do it feel bad about themselves because they could be living in rooms and shit right now. Mm. I'm not going to make the bitch feel bad, you know? No, I respect that 100%. <laughs> I just want to make sure that, you know, I just, I, I just feel like... I'm, I mean, I'm definitely done with the drugs. Yeah, you ain't got to worry yeah. about that. Because that's have, all bad. I have no desire Good. to do that shit anymore. Yeah, because that shit's all bad. No, no, nobody ever ends up on the other end of that with a good story to tell. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what do you got planned after this? What's going on in your life? 
Well, my mom, my real mom, actually, the one who had me when she was very young, she's here in L.A. with my baby sister. So I was going to go see them and after this. You've seen her before or never? Um, I seen her like when I was growing up and then I got adopted and I actually my grandpa saw me in Golden Corral and he was like, oh, my God, you look like my daughter because we do. We Whoa. really do look alike. That's how We're you like figured twins. it out. Yeah. He was like, you look like her so much. You got to be my granddaughter. So I was like, OK, what's your daughter's name? And he told me and I was like, that's my mom's name. That and I found trippy. her again when I was like eight. Magic happens in the Golden Corral. I know. <laughs> That's one thing I know. <laughs> the Golden Corral. I like that I shouted out no, Hometown Buffet uh, on this podcast as well. So now we're <laughs> shouting out all the greatest buffet locations. Right. Yeah. The, yeah, the Golden Corral blessed me that day. So your mom knows everything that's going on, I'm assuming, with you? Um, My parents, I, I feel like I told my parents like a long time ago, but I don't remind them. Okay. Yeah. They might just not want to talk about it. I feel like they definitely know, but they just, I don't know. I just try to. That's probably how my parents feel about me doing porn. <laughs> just try not to bring it up. Um, I'm just going to act like I didn't hear that. <laughs> now, clearly um, somebody needs to be ashamed here and it's me. <laughs> Thank you. you. made me feel horrible about myself. Oh no, don't be ashamed. I just. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Nothing could ever hurt my feelings. You don't really do porn though, right? Yeah, I do. Me and my girl. You do? Yeah. Not like doing it for fucking 200 bucks a day. Like <laughs> Are you fucking guys, serious? <laughs> I'm fucking dead. Yeah. Caught my girl's OnlyFans. I'm all over there. Oh, so she's got an OnlyFans. Okay, that's better. Yeah. I thought you guys were like Pornhub. I was like, oh, no, we not did, the we, videos we did on a there scene forever. For Pornhub. What? Yeah. Wow. But why? You make dough. Good time. <sighs> you know. Okay. You're not porn up? I can't. One day. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I just can't. I can't have those videos of me up there forever. Yeah. I want to be like a conservative someday when I'm like really old. I could be a conservative who has porn all over Pornhub. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah. I mean, shit. You can't be a public figure. I mean, yeah, you can. Mia Khalifa, Mia Khalifa and shit. Yeah. She only did like six scenes. She did? Yeah, she ain't the real deal. Mm. I'm sorry, though. She ain't the real deal. <laughs> That's funny. Tell us your OnlyFans and your Instagram again, because I want everybody to give you money and help you uh, okay, get period. your shit going. Um, yeah. My OnlyFans is just Royalty Supreme. Mm -hmm. And my Instagram is 304. I believe that it's it's like a four at the end. Okay. Like, it's not 304. It's 300. And the number four. So th 3,004? No. 304. Yep. 304 equals 304. I'm confused. Maybe we can put it on the screen. Laura, you want me in charge of this? Okay. <laughs> I appreciate you telling us your story. And Thank everything. you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a great time. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I hope you uh, enjoyed the jacket. Oh, I did. You could have this. I actually, I, I was, right. I was sweating a little bit. If it helped keep the titty in, then I think we're good. It did, cause it did slip out. Yeah. In the middle of this. We shit. might have to keep an eye out for that. Royalty, no jumper, coolest podcast um, in the world. Check us out on YouTube, okay. Patreon on the screen. There's boobs on there. Like, comment, and subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. We'll be on stream on Friday, <laughs> listening to your music. Copper shit. Give her some okay. bread. Oh, I don't have any music. But oh, whoops. I mean, only fans. I have lots of yeah. things to look at. Yeah. Appreciate you. Oh, yay.